Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. The wonderful world of wine. So our uh, potential road trip for Gather Around over South Australia is gathering momentum yep. as we speak. There's some sponsors that are looking to get involved. And one of the contingencies is that George, Georgie Boy Samios is run. If we get an RV, he's down the back of the bus sort of running a wine tasting. That's right. Way. And he wants to go via... He wants to go by the Barossa, as always. And Kunawari. And Kunawari joins us. Go, Georgie. Good morning, guys. We're getting ready for the road trip. You want in or not? Yeah, I'm in. Count me in. Yep. Mm. Um, we'll get a little dicky seat up the front for you. <laughs> yeah. Now, I did I did go through Dimbala the other day on, and, the, back, on the way back from Adelaide, and, and I was there about 7 p.m., Tim, and there was not a soul on the, on the street. Shuts early. They closed down early. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's your week been? for the statue. No, it's been great. It's great. What have you been uh, doing? Good time. Oh, well, I've been out and about actually visiting some of the wineries. Uh, yeah, this time of year is vintage, but actually everyone's running pretty late at the moment. But I uh, popped around to see a few people. Why is that? Why are the grape uh, yields down a bit this season? Oh, look, there's a couple of things. Uh, it's based on the lunar cycle, and obviously Easter this year is second week of April, so it is a little bit later. But also, and more importantly, because of those heavy rains that uh, in particular Victoria had, but also South Australia, um, everything sort of got pushed back a bit. And so I was in the Barossa Valley last week and they hadn't gone through Verazon yet, which is where the grapes go from being green in colour to start turning into red grapes. Mm. And normally when that happens, it's then 40 days, pretty close to exactly, when you pick them. And so normally that would have happened two or three weeks ago. So they're about three weeks late in most regions. And that's okay as long as the weather holds for the next sort of 30 to 40 days. If you've got a question for George, just fire it in via the text. Uh, George, I've got a question for you about Chablis. Why has Chablis become so popular? Uh, I think it's a bit of a trend at the moment because people think they're a little bit exotic drinking it, but probably broader than that. It is it has always been popular. Chablis basically is a Chardonnay, but it's generally unoaked. And so I think the movement away from heavier oak Chardonnays that we've seen in the last 10, 15 years has driven us towards looking for Chablis or wines made like Chablis from Australia, and there are plenty of them. Is it is it a better way? Uh, is it a better way or a cheaper way than buying like an expensive Chardonnay, like to get a good Chablis? Uh, a great Chablis is wonderful wine, one of the best wines in the world. But again, you're paying a bit of money for that as well. I think it comes down to style. If you like your Chardonnays that are lean and mean and fairly racy, but with still some flavour, then Chablis is good. But some of us like them a little bit rounder and fuller. Um, so it's a bit of both, horses for courses. Buying wine, Georgie, like not everyone can afford to buy in bulk which I imagine where the greatest discount lies, does it? Like if you buy a dozen bottles or two dozen bottles of your favourite wine, would you get a better deal than if you just kept rocking up buying one every time you wanted to have a bottle? 
Yeah, most retailers go spot on. Most retailers would uh, give you a discount if you're buying six or twelve. And I think the other thing, and we've said this before, yeah, just keep an eye on things. And if you if you've got a favourite, uh, just keep an eye on when there might be a bit of movement in the market and probably load up. What and yeah, you, what are the sites that we should be keeping an eye on? The, the, the normal ones where everyone goes to the Dan Murphy's and that sort of stuff. But are there others where you can? If you're a wine, if you, you know, because think times are tough and if you can get save yourself a few bucks on a bottle of wine, where, where should we be looking? Yeah, it's been interesting in the last year since COVID just because we're back out and about entertaining and catching up with people. You'll actually notice less advertising in the newspapers. In the old days, you'd religiously open the papers on a Thursday and mm. now, uh, and there'd be ads and now it's just full of Harvey Norman ads. So um, I think what's happened is the retailers have probably been advertising less and, and what we're seeing is that the independent stores, your local food works, IGA, um, whichever one, whichever state you're in, the locals, their ranges have got so much better. And the pricing difference now between them and the majors isn't as, as wide. So find a local and then start talking to them. And that's probably the best way you'll get the value because they'll always look after you. And is there a loyalty card sort of set up? You can, is it involved or is it, can we go through the wine edit, your business? Uh, yeah, you'll be able to shortly through the drink set it to the drink set wine. Uh, uh, but also at the moment, I think if you go to most of the chains, they will have a community that you can join that communicates to you. But yeah, Gaz, we're going to start doing a bit of that later in the year. Nice. Do the deal with the little giant first up. Garrett, All right, no worries. Well, it's now known as Gary's Grenache, uh, no longer the little giant. I'm known as Gary. Oh, Grenache. you're known as Gary's Grenache. Hey, this this particular variety of wine I saw the other day. What is it, Alec? Aligotti, A-L-I-G, how do you pronounce it? Aligot, um, A-L-I-G-O-T-E, I I think it is. Yeah, look, it's a wide variety from France uh, in the Burgundy area where they generally grow Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, and it's often used as a base for sparkling wine, but also made as a table wine. Ripens early, high in acid, uh, probably not in my top. 20 or 30 great varieties I'd look for, but it, actually, it is actually quite popular in that part of the world. Anyone growing it here in Australia? Mm, uh, there's a little bit, I think there's a little bit in McLaren Vale, and uh, there might be some in central Victoria because it ripens early, so it's suited to colder areas, so I'm sure there's some in Victoria. Is that this question that you're alluding to from Kim? He says, can you ask Georgie about the John Duval Aligo, E-L-I-G-O, the best wine I've ever tasted? Yeah, John Duval, he's a rock star. He's a former uh, Penfolds winemaker. He's got his own wine range. He's had going now for about 20-odd years in the Barossa Valley. Uh, great wines, John Duval. Sometimes hard to find because they sell out pretty quickly, but, uh, you know, they're always good wines. Where can I buy the Wild Duck Creek Estate Shiraz Melbeck, 2019? Uh, oh, off the top of my head... I'd probably be ringing someone like Prince Wine Store or potentially Nick's here in Victoria. Probably those guys would be ranging some. Prince Wine Store is uh, fantastic. They've got all sorts of – they've got a massive range of wine there. Also, George, this came through. Somebody here offering up an accommodation uh, suggestion for us. I'm just trying to find it again. Uh, Beresford, you been there? You stayed there or not? No, out, out, of, out of Adelaide, Beresford Vineyard. Okay, is that- is that on our road trip? All right. Well, well we, we could start, take a detour, I think. Plotting it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's a good idea. I think idea. we should stop. Beresford Estate. stop in Coonawara. McLaren Vale. We could do a uh, – this looks like it's going to be a bus job at the moment. I then think we so. could do a little, a little wine sort of um, a tour, a pub crawl, wine stop. Mm. What do you think, Georgie? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Uh, let's leave it nice and early in the morning. So we, we hit maybe Great Western by about 11 o'clock and then go from there. Have you got a wine of the week for us? Uh, I've got a little soft red, actually. Um, mm. The weather's still warm. So a temper in the O Shiraz blend from St. Hubert. So it's St. Hubert's The Stag. Yes. Temper in the O Shiraz. You'll find it for less than 20 bucks. It's a little bit lighter. You're not putting it in the cellar. You're enjoying it on the weekend with the warmth that we've still got hanging around. What would you drink it with? Uh, probably an antipasto plate, some nice, you know, some salami and prosciutto and those sort of things. <laughs> what, what about a nice? What about a bowl, spag, bowl or something? Pizza. What about a nice <laughs> pizza? pizza? Yeah, I heard you made a good one on the weekend, Tim. I sent a photo of it. What did you think of it? Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, it looked amazing. You should have taken the Domino's box out of the picture box <laughs> uh, when you sent it to me. Can you explain the difference between a Heathcote Shiraz and a South Australian one? That's from someone off the Timber text. Uh, well, obviously, the Heathcote one comes from the Heathcote Central Victorian region, and then something that's uh, labelled as South Australia could have come from any vineyards in South Australia. Yes, but I think, is it is it a noticeable taste difference, I think? Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, South Australian will be richer, a little bit rounder, maybe a bit more powerful. Heathcote's a wonderful area. There's some great wines getting made there, and as the climate moves a little bit, you're going to see Heathcote get better and better. Uh, this is uh, some homework for you because uh, you could probably do a whole segment on this when you come in next week, and that is uh, wine tastings within sort of like an hour of Melbourne, you know, where people could go on a Saturday or a Sunday when they've got a little bit of time over the weekend. Okay, done. And last one. I'll, I'll do the homework. Um, last one. With a bit of uh, smoke coming into the Yarra Valley, given the, um, the bushfire situation up there to Flowerdale, how long does it take to affect the grapes and therefore lose the vintage? That's Cam from Churnside Park. Yeah, bushfires in the last probably 10 years, both here and in the US, have been a real learning curve for the wine industry. Um, the worst time to get heavy smoke is around now, Verizon. Mm. And so that would be the concern. Now, if it happens a little bit earlier or a little bit later, it's not that big a concern, but the smoke has to be hanging around for a while. And what happens is the smoke settles on the leaves, the leaves transfer it into the grapes, and then the grapes, when they get crushed, actually taste like an astro. So we've had some vintages in the last 20 years where we've just about lost everything in places like the Yarra. Good on you, Georgie. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Talk again next week. Thanks, guys.